0: Thank God for the name this morning. It's washed away sin. It didn't only wash sin away, but it washed away the effects of it. I'm glad I'm not responding like I'm loaded down with sin this morning. Hallelujah. But thank God I've been delivered and set free. For he the Son is set free, is free indeed. We're the most liberated, hallelujah, people on the face of the earth. Where others are bound and shackled, amen, even in darkness, I'm glad I'm walking in the true light. And when you walk in the true light, hallelujah, there's a joy that comes. I'm telling you, the devil can't put it out. The world can't put it out. Nobody else can only thing that puts it out is our own personal unbelief and hands of an i about putting wood on that fire and letting it build and let God bring forth what he desires to even in this service today. Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Let our classes go back. Man, I'm telling you, what a name. What a beautiful song. Powerful song. Hallelujah. Thank God for the name. Salvation's in no other name. You've got to take on this name. You've got to be responsible for the name. Hallelujah. I read in the Old Testament well it's in the New Testament for thy name's sake Amen. The, the, the prophet would cry out to God and tell him hey we have sinned we've transgressed we've messed up big God but for thy name's sake forgive us and cleanse us and deliver us and set us free and make us victorious and overcome us. hey I still believe I'm serving that same God today hallelujah and how much more the grace and the mercy and the truth of God through Jesus Christ I got a better high Priest in the old testament ever had. I got a better lamb. There's not a bull, there's not a goat, there's no no animal blood. Amen. It's done what the blood of Christ has done. And it can still be activated, released upon this earth and loose the powers of heaven right in the midst of your life and drive all the hell and all the darkness and all the powers of the enemy out of your life. Woo! Good to live for God, man. I'm telling you, it's good to live for God. Join us, we go full of glory. No greater source. Amen. Hallelujah. Right in the midst of all of this. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So it's just, man, I'm telling you what, this is a good life. Money can't, money can't buy it. Money can't buy And money can't what, buy what we can have here. Money can't buy what you can find in this Holy Ghost. Finding the hand of the Lord and touching the favors of God. Working on our behalf and working in our lives. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Got a good lesson we? Amen. If you hadn't got got new books. <laughs> so if you don't have one, I'll take it. I know you didn't read your lesson. <laughs> so you know you may have to confess, say I need a book. Praise God, didn't rise with any new books until today. <laughs> oh, I'm touching some. <laughs> Praise God. I, I, I encourage you again, hey, I'd read the lessons. Yes, Whatever reason you don't, I'd, I'd, I'd throw that night to window. And I'd take out time to read the lessons. There's a lot of these lessons I never address. Never have a time or take the time or just go how you, you know. Uh, it's a few times, and they don't mean harm by it, so don't take it, don't take it that way. But sometimes, you know, you, you spend an hour and you pour everything you can into it and Somebody woke up and said, I surely thought you'd touch this. And another said, I surely thought, well, my goodness. I just spent an hour and done everything I could, touch as many as I could. And, and they didn't mean no harm by it. Don't take it wrong. But I, that, it's just an example of a lot of times uh, how much is, you know, in the, in the lesson. And so it's hard to touch all the bases and all the areas. And so there could be some golden nuggets in the lesson that you'll miss. You don't discipline yourself to take up the time to read it. Study it for yourself. Watch the hand of the Lord, the touch of God. Amen. amen. So, anyway, just want to encourage you to start a new series. Praise God, walking in the light. Walking in the light. I'm glad to be walking in the light this morning. How about you? Praise God. This beautiful light, this true light that helps us, that uh, Makes us overcomers. I'm glad we're not walking in darkness, but we've been what brought out of darkness into what His marvelous light. Amen. We're not groping, just trying to feel our way through life, and and, and how to believe. And we're not just hoping on on hopeless grounds and hopeless doctrines. We we we're, we're living in our society in a world today that's that's building. Their lives and eternity upon uh, doctrines. It's not found in the Bible. It's not found in the word of God. Or if if they are, a lot of times because they was blind leaders. It's built upon the sand. It's built, man, on that. It's not going to sustain them. And thank God for the light, the true light. Amen. Shine upon us. Focus thought. We could find forgiveness and fellowship by what? By walking in the light amen because you and i are willing to walk in the light there's times we need forgiveness and there's times we need to show forgiveness but not only that you're going to notice in our scripture lesson today a key word called fellowship it is impossible in fact the writer called them liars if they claimed to have fellowship with god and did not walk in the light he said you're lying Blunt ain't it? That's, that's putting it, Amen. But the writer knew that what was going on, the lives that they were living, even though they was claiming to be Christians. Our world's full of Christians. For a world that's so full of wickedness and unbelief, the power of the enemy, how can everybody be Christians? How can everybody be walking in the same light and the same revelation? But you're going to also see out of this lesson the importance of being born again. Because you can't walk in this light without being born again. Because we're all born in darkness. No one's exempt. Nobody is born in the, earth, in the earthly or in the physical realm. It's Jesus makes it clear to us. You must be born again. Because without this birth without this Pentecost experience of his spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, being baptized in his name for the washing away of sins, it's impossible to walk in the light. It doesn't matter if you can quote the scriptures from Genesis or Revelation. Astound the peoples with our ability, God, to speak and to things of that nature. Even to the point point, place of, Praying for the sick and God heals them and honors because of faith. <laughs> Still be workers of iniquity. You know why? Because it was never born again. And the only way that you can conquer the worker, the spirit of iniquity, is being born of his spirit. Because that's the only spirit that can give you the in and the insight. Amen. Not to be blinded by the God of this world. And even sit on apostolic tube, pews and chairs and, And fill houses of God. Claim to be Christians. And miss it a million miles. Thank God for the true light. If there's ever been a generation that needs. That needs somebody to walk in the true light. It's now. Bearing the nine fruits of the Holy Ghost. Because when you walk in the light honey. Those fruits are going to cultivate. And they're going to show up. We live in a world today that's so prompt and so easy it doesn't bother them a bit to lie and call themselves a Christian. <clears throat> oh, I've had them say that. I've had them. I don't understand some of it. I really don't. I don't understand how how we got there. How, how we just, you know, think at the right, right setting, right situation that we can, you know, feel a little bit and stretch and exaggerate and be off and color a little. And really, no true confession. You can watch this lesson now. Because all the way for you and I to continue to walk. Amen. In this true light. Whenever that light reveals. Watch this. As I, I started studying this lesson. This little thought came to me. It's amazing what you can see in the light. Going right up this road, 57, right here before you get to the last curve. So the Troy Ford and I was in an automobile. I wasn't married, wasn't even dating my wife at that particular time. And uh, we'd been friends most of all of our life in school from about the fourth grade. And anyway, conversation going on. And, and I don't know how we even got on this, this statement about the television and things of that nature. And uh, I thought, you know, I said, man, there ain't no way. He said, what in the world's wrong? But boy, I see so much different today, after the Holy Ghost and that light coming on, and being able to see behind the scenes of what's really going on, what really is happening and taking place now that the light has come on. <laughs> Amen. Because when you walk in light, you don't you don't run into stuff. You could take your home as well as you know it, cut out all the lights. There's not a ray of any light whatsoever, and you still find yourself. You won't be able to walk like you can in the light. You'll have to. Oh, thank God for the word. It's a light into our lamp and light. We're trying to make heaven, ladies and gentlemen. And that's getting more precious as day's going on. And as the time's approaching and coming. And it's got to become a heartbeat. It's got to become part of our everyday, regardless of how busy we are. <clears throat> how occupied we are. It's got to be that that's inside of us saying, hey, I got to make sure I'm walking in the light today. I got to make sure I'm about the Father's business. I may be doing this, but God, my mind, my mind will be crying out. My heart will be crying out. My spirit will be crying out. God." Hallelujah, touch us, use us, bless us, help us. So it's plumb amazing what we can find in the light. The little lady, I tell you what, she'd lost a piece of coin, one piece. You know what she'd done when she began to look for it and she couldn't find it quickly? Man, the Bible said she gets your candle out and she lights it. Amen, because now, amen, this light, amen, begins to, especially when we allow it to flow through us, it can begin to shine where the shadow was at, and we couldn't really see. But now, because of light, amen, can shine, now we can start seeing places. She gets the broom out, and she starts sweeping, but she still had to have the light, because when you sweep it out from under the rug... We're living in a society. We you just shove everything under the rug. And it's going to be alright. It won't never be alright. You can shove cancer under the skin all day long. But until you do something about the cancer. You're not going to do anything. The same way with sin. That's the reason the Bible says you must confess. You must admit in yourself. Hey I've done wrong. I'm in a state of an error. And I've got God, God I've sinned. I've come up short. We can cover it up. We can hide it. Pretend it. Things all right. I mean, buddy, we can dress it to the T. God sees in here. And it's out of here. It's out of the heart. It's not what goes in the mouth that contaminates, pollutes, makes it unclean, but it's that which comes out. So got a beautiful lesson as we walk in the light. There's only one true light through Jesus Christ. 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins. I know I've made mention of that. That means that we've got to admit. We've got to realize that we're in a state. We're in a situation of error, of sinfulness. I know I've mentioned this the last few months and it's, it's become obvious. We're living in a world today that don't believe in sin. They don't believe they sin. That's the reason they don't want you to make statements against them. They, they, want to, they want to attack the church and attack the Word of God and because we make a stand against what we call altered lifestyles. Huh. Don't judge that. They've tried their best to take the book and twist and distort the, the Scriptures. To make, hey, we're going to the same heaven. We're going to serve the same God. I beg the difference with you. You're being deceived. You're, you're walking in darkness. Huh. But ladies and gentlemen, watch this. But also, he hadn't changed his mind about fornication and adultery and lying and stealing. He hadn't changed his mind about gossiping. Being a tail barrier. He, and you watch this, buddy. This, this thing's going to get down. <laughs> and loving your brother. Loving your brother. Loving your brother. If You really love him. I'm going to be careful what comes out of here. Well, it's true. Don't give me a license to spread it. And don't give me a license to make statements about it in a manner to run them down. Good lesson. Thank God for the light and the experiencing of this true light and the effect that it'll have upon us. He goes on as far as saying those that had walked with us at one time. Because they weren't of us. They hadn't experienced this true life. They forsaken us. They left us. I want to stay with truth. I want to stay with the old landmarks. I want to walk where God wants us to walk. I want this church to walk. Not just in holiness on the outward. It's essential. It's, it's necessary. But you can have that and still be lost. But I'm going to tell you something. You can't have the true light on the inside. And the fullness of it. And be lost. The outside going to straighten up. You're not going to worry about what everybody's thinking about it. And their opinions about it. You're going to make the stand. You're not going to be shameful or embarrassed. About what sacrifices we had to have to make. That some might put it. And some would even call it bondage. Especially for our ladies. But oh. They just haven't experienced the true light. Because when you experience the true light. It brings such a liberty. And such a joy. And such a peace. And such a comfort. None of that other can bring. Thank God. Confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And to cleanse us from all. Unrighteousness. And I'm glad to be serving a God like that. He cares about us, folks. He understands that we're in earthen vessels. He knows, he knows we're just flesh. He knows that. The writings here that we're talking about in 1 John. I want you to notice some things. If you go back and look at the times of when John wrote this. John somewhere probably upper 80s or 90s. John's done experienced the Isle of Patmos. John has spent now, he is the only disciple that we can tell that maybe had died a natural death of all the disciples. He's writing these letters now in the uh, uh, 80, late 80s or early 90s. Letters that has, has been now some 40 years after Matthew, Mark, and Luke's been written. Some 40 years and 30 years after the writings of the Apostle Paul. Now, now John's writing, and now he's trying to get us back. Why? Because of certain doctrines that had became got a foothold and began to be indoctrinated and make its way even into the church. And one of those doctrines was a doctrine they called the flesh of Jesus that Jesus never even came in flesh. And they reached a place that uh, flesh could never, never live right and do right, but it was sent in other words, prone. And, and so there's no way, you know, to live a godly and a called out and a separated life. And so now we see why John's writing now. And, and, and as much older than those, if you notice that the letter is not addressed to in, any individual, but yet the purpose of this letter and the intent of this elder now. A man he wants everybody to read it. He wants everybody to be exposed to what he's writing about. For even John, St. John in Revelation. But now even 1st, 2nd and 3rd John. This, this author, this beloved disciple of Jesus. A man that's waiting years, years and years. As he begins to write and probably, you know, no doubt realizing that he's fixing to part from this earth. Now he wants to hand them something that can change them, hand them something. And now you can really begin to see why, John. John wrote, even in John, amen, the power of the scriptures about Jesus Christ and the importance of the birth and the importance of being born again. And to experience through this Messiah, this one that had been rejected, the one that had been rejected by his own. And so John takes the time and he's going to write right and to us and even as we as we begin to walk in this true light uh, remember what what is light what what is it what is it what happens what happens with light man you know uh, when you when you have light and uh, we got all type of lights, you know. I mean, look, look at the, the bubs in here. We, we went from Candescent to Florence and now to, to LED lights. And why? Because it, the, the light is much better. It's a, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan, amen. I like what's called the daylight, amen. That's the brand. You got soft light, you got different types. But if you get the one called the daylight, why? Because there's nothing like. Anybody ever been somewhere in a little dark? and You went out in the sun, amen, so you could read, because that sunlight, Amen, seems to illuminate. And, and you can read it better and get a little more clearer. And so as we you and I start walking in this light, things is revealed to us. And instead of, instead of rejecting it, instead of turning away from it, the heartbeat of John is here. Amen. Even to those that's walking in this light and been born again. Amen. When the light reveals something to us, it's the best thing to do is to repent. Make confession. Same. Thank God you're looking down now with a true light. The chambers of my heart, the chambers of my mind, places that can be so powerful. The mind, the power of the mind. That mind can be so, so altered to believe such hideous things and you, you you can read the stories of people that took lives and God told me to do it. I heard the voice and he told me, no, not if you walk in the light, the true light. That voice would never tell you to take your brother's life. That voice would never tell you to rob or to steal or to backbite or to gossip or to tear down. Not the true light. When you walk in the true light, there's a love that comes with this love, with this light to come to on you. A love that like no other love. A love that uh, only that the Holy Ghost can shed abroad the heart of a man and, and his actions and his deeds. And so when we draw lines and we, we, we practice doctrines and teachings, uh, it's called separation. Hallelujah. I know if you listen to the world, if you listen to the voice of darkness, uh, hallelujah, they want to call it just rules and regulations. Uh, amen. And they just want to bind up. No, no. The light, the true light. Amen. It always illuminates and delivers and sets free. I mean, things grow in the light. They don't grow in the dark. But if you get in the light and you walk in the light, it's God's full intent for you and I to be the image and the likeness and the reflection of Jesus Christ as we get on this journey. In fact, you know, I hear people say, well, when they get old, and hey, amen, they get this and they get that. But you know what my heart beats going to be as an old man. I want to be that sweet old man. Have full of the Holy Ghost and full of the love of God. Hallelujah. And great is the word of God. Hello. I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. The I obtain the word of God forever said on heaven there's nothing more powerful than the word of God if we are anchored in our hearts and our souls and our minds even in my old days it won't slip away in my old days it'll keep me where nothing else can keep me right. This true light no man can put it out the devil can't put it out oh he's tried but you can't put out the true light neither can you put out the true fruits of it as you walk in it the response because you're willing to walk in that light, and sometimes it costs you. Sometimes it costs you. But it's worth it. it be worth the price to walk in truth. Just continue to walk in it. Paul goes as far as laying aside ever weight. Huh. That's what the light does. It begins real feel things that Maybe not necessarily sin, but it just kind of weighs you down. It kind of just begins to drag and it of begins to be. And you've got to watch something. The ruler of darkness knows how to take those weights that are not sin. But after a while, with those weights, begin to use them as something to. Because if he can get you weighed down enough, look at the animal kingdom. You know who they're going to get? That and it's weighed down. Amen. It can't stay up. It begins to drag back and all of a sudden it begins to distance itself. You can't stay and getting weighed down with the things of the world. You can't do it. You can't stay in the walk of the spirit. You can't stay in the walk of the light. Amen. And constantly picking up weights. and You know, well, listen, it ain't that much. You know, It'll be all right. And then a little later on, you know, here comes something else. And, and life, life, life has a way of weighing us down like it or not anyway. Life itself, busy. Hey, Amen. occupied doing and things. I mean, he's got plenty of time on your hand. You're, you're bored to death. Somebody said something to me that the other day. I said, that ain't no problem, buddy. I can line you up. I can line you, man. They began to crawl fishing back up. I said, man, we got all kind of roads. We can clean up. We got all kind of things. Man, what you mean? You don't know what you're going to do today. I, I can get you. I wasn't kidding either. I took them on. Praise God. I get some of it off of me. Praise God. Same way living for God, living being a servant of the Lord. So as we really were to watch some of this, why is it so important, fellowship? How how do you how do you think of fellowship? Eating after Sunday, every other Sunday. <laughs> That's part of it, isn't it? Thank God we have some good fellowship. Some good food with fellowship. You know, good food helps have good fellowship. Did you know that? Yeah, bad food it's hard to have good fellowship. <laughs> Hallelujah. They just don't work hand in hand. But good food with good fellowship, man, you can't beat it. We'd probably be shocked how often doctrines and things of that nature and people will won because of this form and type of fellowship. Now, I believe we can't get it out of place. We can't let it become the God and the, the tool, a man, to win people. The word of God's what's going to. We've gotten by the word. But these are means and ways that we can fellowship and come in contact. Because without fellowship. But, but watch. I, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to look up the term fellowship. It is defined as the ability or willingness to follow a leader. Wow. I never thought of it quite like that. But to follow Jesus Christ. To follow his teachings. To follow his... Doctrine. The willingness. How many of you are really willing to follow a leader? On, let's be honest now. He's looking. He's looking. And I, that light's shining. What's wrong with our country today? Don't want to submit themselves to no authorities. But even the law is for who? The lawless. That's, that's unwilling to submit. Unwilling to follow. I'm going to tell you, and that, that was the first statement. Unwilling. It doesn't matter how great of a leader, even Jesus Christ, if they was unwilling, and they were. Sadducees, the Pharisees, even though he was, he was dotting every I and crossing every T, performing the miracles and wonders and signs, they was unwilling to follow him. Paul makes the statement in one place, he, he, all that was in him, he'd go as far as he could, that he might save some, regardless of what some of us do. Some, is not going to be saved. They're not going to be willing to follow. They're not going to be willing to submit. Huh. But to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you something, when you're walking with him, that light's going to, it's going to reveal some things. That's one reason I've kind of went, if you notice, the last few weddings I've been a part of or whatever. I encourage them that this is the original plan. Regardless of what all the examples you got before, good and bad, we're back at the original. We're at the beginning. You coming together as as, as one. And what God put together let no man put asunder. And God's promised you as a third cord. It's the Bible, you know, that third cord said it's not easily broke. So whatever God puts together and you walk in that light, it's not, it's not that it's not it could be broken, but it's not easily broken. But when people are joined together out of other reasons, <laughs> boy, any little hiccups. Now all of this is a type because you know why? What's this? There's no greater form or demonstration upon this earth of fellowship and companionship than when a man and wife become as one. That's the reason God uses at the Word of God, and that's the reason He talks about hate and divorce. Okay. Well, I know we weren't expecting this, was we? This, but we're seeing things. I had somebody here a while back, and I said, I said, got to understand something. When God put some things in the Word of God, He's seen it all from the beginning. He's seen the results of it. He's seen what's going on. That's the reason He made the statements and made some, draw some lines. where He did. He done that out of love. He tried to keep. Why do you instruct your baby? Say, baby, you may not want to do that. You, you, you got to. Now, if they don't submit, they don't yield, they just go ahead, I'm going to just do it anyway. <laughs> I think it's fun to drive 120 miles an hour. Go ahead. It's kind of like the guy that Brother McCain talks about, always running the red lights. And the brother come in the same little place, and he slams on the brakes. when he green. "So what are you doing? My brother lives in this town." <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And so, oh boy. So when we got the light of the Holy Ghost, and it doesn't matter who it is, it's my brother and sister. So i got to be willing. i got to be willing to try to connect. i got to be willing, amen, to intercede and, and, and fight for this one. So, so watch this. And I, I know I'm, I'm going to try to move on here. So as we watch some of this, and, and I'm going to come back to some of John's writings. But uh, as you watch, even you get, it gives us the example of of, of well, let me... <laughs> Man, I got a lot I want to cover here. and I know I a short time to do it. So here we are. Begins with John. John's writing. In the beginning. Watch this. In the beginning. In the beginning. Watch what John does. Some, some 60 years later. John begins to write. I want to go back to the beginning. I want to, I want to go back to the beginning of Jesus Christ. I want to go back to the beginning. Amen. How I want to go back to the original. I wonder what would happen if everybody decided to just go back. Let's just go back to what the Bible says. Let's don't worry about denominations. Let's don't worry about uh, uh, none of that. Let's just go back to the beginning and to the original and to what the Bible says. Because the Bible says, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. You and I hunger after this. It's a promise. It's a mandate from the word from God, from his word. And he's committed to his word. So if you and I, if we hunger and thirst, if we hunger and thirst to walk in the true light, not, not our own, but in his light. In his kingdom. That's the reason when you walk in the light, you don't, it's not as hard to find your place in the body. And find your place in the kingdom. Because now I'm walking in the true light. And I don't have to be this, or, or maybe I need to put more effort to be this. It just depends on. That's the reason Paul warned us. He said, don't judge yourselves among yourselves. Amen. Don't, don't, you know, it shouldn't ever be hallelujah that I've got to have a position or I've got to have the mic or I've got to have something of this nature. Amen. No, no. I want to walk in the light wherever it might be, God. I want to walk in the true light in that calling and election and service and especially for my brother and sister. So in the beginning. Hallelujah. He said, what? Which we heard, which we seen with our eyes, and which we looked upon, and our hands had handled of the word of life. Talking about Christ. Talking about Jesus himself. Amen. This this, this word that had became fleshy goes on in the 14th verse of this same chapter. He talks about, we handled him. We heard him. We saw him with our own eyes. You know, that was one of the mandates. Amen. After Judas had betrayed him. Hallelujah. For the, for the disciple to be what? One that was from the very beginning. I've heard people say that Paul ought to take that place. I beg the between you, he was not he didn't qualify, hallelujah, because he was not a, a disciple in the beginning. He didn't see Jesus Christ and the miracles and, and all that. He didn't see him, amen, at the, at the cross and he didn't see the resurrection in that form and manner. Yes, he saw Christ later on, but he didn't see him as one of the and feed and eat the f- fishes and loaves. He was not a true witness. So here we are. As you and I become the witnesses of Jesus Christ and walk in this light. Is true light. Man, that's what makes us the witness. That's what causes you and I. I'm going to tell you something. You know what's happening? You know what's wrong? We're not careful. Why there's so many changes even in the apostolics? Because darkness. When you start, when you quit preaching light, they bore another option. When you start, amen, start shutting off certain doctrines and you quit preaching them, one after another. Hey, it's just going to start having its effect. Darkness, amen, as slow as it might be. And you think, well, that ain't too bad. We can still do pretty good. Until that sin becomes about the size of an ant head. That just like the Word of God says, if you'll take faith, as a grain of a mustard seed. You know what the key to that is? Is to plant it. You can't plant it in soil of unbelief, but if you'll plant the, the faith as a grain of a mustard seed, which happens to be the only, but if you plant it in the soil called faith, that faith, because where it's planted, no man, it's not the size of the seed. It's what it can become by faith planted in good soil that believes in the seed, and believes in the seed, which is, happens to be the word of God, which happens to be the true light. Right. Hmm. And out of that now, it can blossom and come forth. That's the reason this God can take people that's nobody's. It's willing to walk in the light and illuminate and open their understanding. See, light is another uh, uh, light. Amen. And when you talk about the light and you talk about the true light, light represents purity and cleanness, where darkness represents evil and wickedness in the Scriptures. And so as we watch this, walking in that light, if anything, we should be more like Christ. Than we ever been. And in this pandemic. There ought to be something inside of us says. Uh, uh, you know what. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a little closer to you God. I'm, I'm going to put a little more effort into it. Hallelujah. I want to know you. Amen." make us In those secret places. In my prayer rooms. Where I close the closet door. And I get along with you. That's the reason. husband and wife knows one another better than anybody else. The uprise and the downfalls. The good times and the worst times. God so as we watch some what he writes here that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that he also may have what you can have fellowship that's what this is all about teach writing to him 60 years later it's about fellowship how many wants to have fellowship with God how many wants us have fellowship with one another Because our fellowship with one another and our desire and passion to love one another, to care about one another, to be lenient with one another, understanding to one another. Hey, you know what? Everybody's not going to drive the same make-a-vehicle. There's the likes and dislikes. But there's, there's a love. See, see, we believe in correcting children. But it needs to be out of love. Not out of an attitude, baby, you're not going to embarrass me. I'm glad we don't have a heavenly father like that. I wouldn't have a head left. <laughs> Broke ribs. <and laughs> but he chastises us. And he, he does that out of love. Get us what? Back in the light. Because I, I got to walking in darkness. <laughs> it got to luring, pulling me. And, and so, and that's the reason we have to watch this. Watch this. The love of money is the root of all evil. You know why some people backslide the love of money? Not money now. Don't get that wrong. There's going to be some, going to be some awful rich folks going to go to heaven. In fact, the one that took Jesus' body and put it in a scepter, if you read that close enough, he was well off. There's a strong possibility that Paul was probably sitting pretty well, at least until the time of. I know we jump to those scriptures, but hey, I'm, let me stay with this. Fellowship with us. Truly, our fellowship is with what? The Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. The Old Testament talks about it. In fact, one of our Psalms, amen, is going to come to it next Wednesday night. Amen. That unity, brethren, that join in unity. There's no greater joy. There's no greater. Now watch it. When you mention joy in the Bible, what does joy represent? Street. You know why would the, the nation's in the mess she's in today? She don't really have love for one another and care for one another and handle it right. I mean you can be right but you can even handle that wrong in such a, an attitude and spirit that you can destroy all of that. But when you handle it out of love and compassion and concern hallelujah that you know I want you to overcome this it makes all the difference in the world. Hallelujah so even this nation regardless of your black and white, yellow, and green, it don't make any difference. Hallelujah it's all said and done unless you're going to use that color, amen to, to break down walls and break down potential and tear down to uh, things that, that's got us where we're at and help us to stay where we're at. But when you start doing that, see, that's the reason hey, Amen. we can preach against certain sins. It's not out of hate. It's out of a true love for their soul. There's a difference. We don't load up, you know, get the shotguns and go load up and visit their house and say, hey, either repent or die. Do those things. We don't take on those type of methods because we're walking in the light. And our warfare is 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 not through the flesh, it's not through the carnal, but it's through prayer, it's through to worship God and that they they can see, that they can understand. Amen. It's it's our responsibility to as we walk in this true light, that it can be a reflection to others. If they see a light, that's in us. And watch this. <laughs> the writer talks about one place. Jesus says, we're likened to what a city that's set on a hill, right? Cannot hide its light. You can't hide. You can't hide if you're walking in the light. Don't worry. You ain't got to blow no trumpets. You ain't got to have all the whatever to open up doors and windows and stuff like this. You ain't got to do all that. God's. Light has its own power and ability as it flows through us to illuminate and to reveal. When's the last time you've been asked to what casino you go to? When's the last time you was asked what bar you go to? When's the last time that they asked you, "Uh, did you go to that concert, concert now? I just wonder why. Because there is a light shining through us. And with this light, amen, we dress different. We talk different. We respond to life and the circumstances of life different. That's not all. As we walk in this truth, we're willing to submit ourselves even to the laws of the land. Because we don't want our witness to be messed up. That's just man's laws. If you can't obey man's laws, you're sure not going to obey God's laws. Well. <laughs> now watch when he goes to Paul. Ninth chapter, you know the story. You know how he was on the road to Damascus. Man, he was, he was bringing heaven to the church. He was the one that was known as Saul of Tarshish. He was the one, as a young man, that some scholars believe that played a very important role and encouraged the martyr of Stephen himself, the first martyr of the Bible that you read about. We know that he confesses to it and it's written about him how that they came and laid their coats at his feet. And as in honor to him and to in response and to his desire and what he had instructed. I mean, he had said at the feet of Gamal. He had, uh, and and but you can read on even in, with Gamal that he encouraged them later on. Some of them said, "Hey, you better watch how you handle these guys." I said, "If this is of God, do you think you can stand against God?" Huh. But, but watch this, zeal, zeal, zeal. Sometimes we have a tendency to think, that they're so sincere, are they? Now, if you. Sincerity goes a long way with God. But it's got to be true sincerity. Because you can be sincere. And still be wrong. I could carry you to a place in the Old Testament. Where there was about 450. Some of them says 850. Amen. False prophets. That was very serious. And were very zealous. Of getting their God called Baal. Amen. To respond. And I've never read of any of us. Where we jumped on the altars. And we cut ourselves. And we scream until. We couldn't scream. And but it was an error. It was in darkness. That's the reason you and I have got to have light. And the more we walk in light. And watch this. If we'll start noticing even the little things. Because Jesus told us. He said it was the little foxes. Huh. That can destroy. The vine. Eating the bark away. Slipping in. Paul warned us. He said hey. False doctrines and false teachers and come in at Ravenwood scattered what well, unnoticed. So, as we watch what he says here, and it begins to, we see Paul as, as he's on his approach, he's got letters in his hands, he's got permission behind priests and the rulers. And, and, you know, I just can't help but wonder where did they get to the place and the idea, even as priests and, and Sadducees and Pharisees, that it's okay to murder? But watch what Jesus, Matthew 23 and 34, he's telling his disciples. He foretold what was going to happen and what was going to take place. Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets, wise men, scribes. Some of them ye shall kill and crucify. Some of them ye shall scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. Hmm. That's exactly what took place. That's exactly what happened. Another place he tells them, he says, you're going to be like sheep among wolves. So we we understand that that Jesus taught us, amen, that these things are going to happen. And so Paul as Saul at this particular time is one of these guys. He's going to their synagogues. He's going to these cities. He wasn't just content to do it in Jerusalem. Um, Let's let's go to Damascus, man. All them that believe, notice what he says, in the way. Well, some people want to say, "Boy, y'all something Jesus only." Y'all just—that's right. Read your Bible. The way there was one way. The way, and that was the way that was persecuted. They didn't bother the rest up still, still in darkness, still in error that wouldn't bring in condemnation to them. You know what brings condemnation? Light. Darkness don't bring. Darkness gets alone. I mean, when you're in darkness, you know everybody can do what they want to in darkness, and nobody can see you. Nobody can judge you. But when you start coming to light, man, light brings judgment. It reveals. Reveals what could hinder us from hearing him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. So thank God for light. We gotta have it. Gotta have it working in our hearts and lives. How many enjoyed, you know, the few weeks that we didn't have no electricity and no lights? (laughs) How many times did you walk by? So, so we need it. We need it in this dark world we're living in. I'm telling you this church, this, this generation needs a church, a church that's walking in the true light of God. And the best way we can show that we're going to see in, in John's writings, and I'm going to try to move on here a little bit, and, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm passing some things, and uh, just, just forgive me, and we'll just have to go on. But, but watch this. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, this is First John now. This is in first John. Notice what he wrote in John about the beginning. The word of God. Now he goes into 1 John and his writings are there as he begins. He says, from the beginning which we have heard and which we have seen and eyes have heard and looked behold. That which we have seen and heard declare it, and you have fellowship. And I don't cover some of this. So what's this. And watch it. The message which we have heard of him declare we unto thee that God is what is light and he in him is what? No darkness at all. Now what, what does he mean by that? Watch this. Darkness. There's no darkness in God. There's no wickedness. There's no evilness. Every God, everything that God set up and institute was to bring life, was to deliver, was to make us whole, to make us complete. It's, it would never to bring really division. And I know we can. Truth will cause division, but not in our fellowship with Him and our relationship with Him. It causes it causes division, Amen, among us. I'm talking about of unbelievers. What fellowship? Has light with darkness. With companionship. Amen. The sons of Belial with the sons of God. You, you can't. That's really you're encouraged in the scriptures about who you marry. Don't marry a unbeliever. Because you're prone and subject. Amen. To be let out. In the fullness of darkness. To believe a lie. And so as, as he watches, he said, but if you walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sins. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from what? All unrighteousness. He goes on and he talks about. Um, I probably should have. It begins to talk about really the love of God. Let me just go into scripture here. As you watch him, because because watch what Paul, Paul now, Amen. It's actually going to change with Paul. Paul was the one that was, you know, I'm going to take men and women. I'm going to drag them back. I mean, he, he, he wasn't concerned about pain or suffering, uh, how he treated them. Amen. I mean, if, if it didn't bother him a bit to have them thrown into prison. If they didn't repent, if they didn't change their ways and their beliefs, Look, he's going to cast them in prison. He's going to have them crucified. He's going to have them killed. And so, so watch what he does, his actions, his deeds. Amen. In this situation of what's going on. Amen. In his life. But, but, but watch what John says. Amen. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power what, to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Notice what he wrote back in John 1. Amen. Being born to what? Not a, of not a man, not of flesh, not of blood, but what? Of God. And so there's, there's the, the reason this purpose of this being born again is so we can receive the light. Amen. That we'll know how to walk. That we'll know how to have fellowship, uh, first of all, with God, and then fellowship with one another. Amen. Thank God. That's the reading, you go in the book of Acts. You're going to see times and events that took place in there. And this statement would be made. What seemeth be good of the Holy Ghost. I didn't get it my way. They didn't get it their way. But we finally submitted and humbled ourselves to what seemeth good to the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost represented the light. And we want to do what the Holy Ghost can bless. And what the Holy Ghost can honor. And what the Holy Ghost can anoint and move upon. And bring about the Father. The true light. Amen. Upon our hearts and upon our lives. Because why? Because there was some still. Amen. Trying to force. and trying to uh, force the people and the believers amen, the Gentiles especially amen, to continue in some doctrines hallelujah, that wasn't godly that wasn't, uh, God, no, no this this new new, uh, circumcision is going to take place, the circumcision of the heart and it comes through baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, the cutting away of the sin and the washing away of sins, Paul Paul had to do the same thing as you read on with Ananias, and Ananias you know, when God sends and talks to him about Ananias, and Ananias, I say, hey, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute this guy's got letters, he's coming to the Damascus. He's going to persecute the church. He says uh, he's a special vessel. He's a chosen vessel. Hallelujah! In fact, Amen. He told him the place where he's at, the room he was at, and he sent him to him. He said, "You go lay hands on him and you pray for him." And sure enough, said Paul, "Done seen you or Saul at this particular time has done seen you. Seen you in a vision coming, and he's there for three days without food and water, and he's waiting. He's blinded, Amen. But when he gets there, Amen, lay hands on him. Now watch. Everybody's got to walk in the light. What is the light? The word of God. What God speaks into our minds. What God speaks into your heart, but it's got to be backed up with the word of God. It's got to be backed up with the power and the authority of heaven. That's the reason we're taught in the, in the Bible by prophets, amen, and, and how often it happened in the Old Testament that would prophesy, but these prophecies wouldn't come to pass, amen. He said, hey, consider them a false prophet. They lie in my name. Hmm. But when you walk in light, in the true light, it's what makes all the difference in the world. And as we love one another and care for one another, and that's what he talks about here. Amen. He says, you know, you say you, you have fellowship with God. And you say you love God. But you walk in darkness. Why did he say that? Because how you hound your brother and sister. That's why. He basically said, you're lying. You can't say that you got true fellowship with God. And then mistreat your brother or your sister. That's the reason I believe there ought not be no isms or schisms in the body. Neither should we try to encourage any. By any of our actions or deeds. And things that we set up. Now God sees us a lot better than I do. Okay. He knows. That's the reason the Bible says. It talks about judgment. The intent of the heart. We can actually be wanting to do good, but the intent of the heart can make it evil. Because it's not in the true light. It's in our own personal life. Kind of brings us back to them selfies. Boy, it's awful. I'm sorry. But watch this. As we love one another care for one another and lift up one another and walk in the light. It'll penetrate that darkness out there. Now watch it. He was a light. Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Go back to John. Talks about John coming as a witness of the light. He wasn't a light, but he said, I'm a witness of the light. And this light called Jesus Christ is a what? He's a light unto who? To all men. No one's exempt. If, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you call on his name, and you believe that, guess what? The light's going to show up. God's going to show up. and Nothing can stop that except unbelief. Unwilling to respond to the light. Have you ever been going somewhere? And, and, and and you know, maybe had a flashlight or something. And you just go into somebody's camp or something like that out in the woods or something. And the batteries run out. And you start just trying to, you know, look at the sky and... Feel your way. Look through those the canopy of the trees and looking for a little pathway and trying to stay on the road. And you strain them eyes. Hey, I'm looking for that campfire. Man, if I could just see that campfire. A little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. This is the light we've got to see at the end of the tunnel. A true light. But the only way I'm going to see this true light at the end of the tunnel is to continue to walk in it. Now, John, John helped us. What's this? That's the reason he says we have an advocate. with that sin. He goes on, he says, you know, those of them say they don't have no sin. He said you're a liar. Everybody is. Everybody's sin. Everybody's come short of his glory. Huh. But not only that, I believe he covers as a basis even after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How many has walked so perfect in the light that you never needed to confess, or you never needed to repent again? I'm not asking. for You know. I know. We know. Earthen vessels. Flesh, you know, we, 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 we navigate. It's amazing. Somebody's blowing us away. What's this? You know, them, that navigation's good. You know, them satellites up there and that GPS, all that's good, right? It can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, if, I'd have, if I'd have listened to that voice... There's been some times, especially when I went to Tennessee and places like that. If I'd listened to that voice, I'd have drove off the cliff. <laughs> turn right here. Turn. Get it, you turn. 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 Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm devil. I ain't about to turn. <laughs> and so there's voices. There's demonic and dark voices. But they will try to disguise themselves as light. They'll try to to maneuver themselves and operate in a manner and a way. No, this is the way. This is the way. Thank God for the word. The word which is a lamp and a light unto my path. And so go back to the book. Paul bragged on them. He said when he'd he'd teach and preach in the synagogues and and at the marketplaces, he bragged on those that would go home at night and they would search what scriptures they had. See if he was preaching and practicing what he had, had been taught was right. It's the same way with this. If if you and I just sometimes said, you know what? The word of God's right. Envy. Strive. Bitterness. Jealousy. These are things that you and I have to, in the spiritual realm, have to wrestle with. And don't think you won't be tempted or tried with it. And especially if you get hurt. Especially... Something doesn't fall the way you felt it should have. This carries us all the way back to the garden. What happened in the garden? Adam said, That woman, that idea of yours, God, that you get, she's got me in this mess. It was a good idea. Until that day, <laughs> we've all been there, haven't we? <laughs> you know what? They start out pretty small, too. I got two in my household. It don't take them long. <laughs> what are y'all doing? Nothing? That's a, that's, a, that's a dead giveaway. You better start going and looking. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know. Living for God and, 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 and wanting to walk in this truth in the fullness. Paul, I haven't got there, but Paul talks about that. What's the goal? It's the image of Christ. It's the goal. To walk and, and be like Christ. That's where the term Christian came from. It came out of Antioch. Amen. Because become Christ-like. Don't tell me it don't make a difference because you watch this. Peter and them. And they're brought right back in after the pouring out of the day of Pentecost. And the first few moments afterwards, they're brought in before the judges and before the chiefs and the Jewish leaders and uh, those guys. And, and they question them. And without hesitation and their boldness. And, and even they had to make, here's their confession. Amen. Those that's trying to judge them. They had to confess, hey, they had been with Jesus. Because now we see a spirit about them. We see it illuminating about them. We've seen something flowing out of them now. Hallelujah. That's that's so much like Jesus. It carries on like Jesus. That's the reason you read about the first martyr. Amen. In the Bible, how that he takes on the same image and the same response that Jesus Christ had just a few days or weeks prior. Amen. as we watch Stephen being mortal and he gets to see well, watch him. This is what the light does. It causes you to see things you couldn't see because now Stephen's not looking at his his those Judging him and fixing him. But God opened the heavens so that he could see Jesus standing on the right hand side. That's what light does. True light. It illuminates. It reveals darkness. You're blinded you can't see. And the real key. The real key of all of that is being willing to follow the leadership. Praise God. Being willing to follow the leadership. The five-fold ministry. The call of God. The service of God. Being willing to yield ourselves, to humble ourselves, and give ourselves unto Him. When you talk about confession, Confession of the sins, it's, it's, it's acknowledgement. Yeah, I've done wrong. My, my attitude, my spirit. But this is a spiritual thing. To keep in communion with God and in fellowship with God. Amen. This is what you and I have to work on. This is what we have to, amen, stay on top of. Amen. That because we want to stay whole. and We want to stay complete. We want to be everything that he wants. Just listen to what the writer says. Cleansing from sin. To be cleansed from all unrighteousness is another way to say our sins are forgiven. This is biblically connected not only with confession of sins, but also with water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. He gives a lot of scriptures. I'm not going to go into all of them. But we must walk in the light. Because why? John 14 6 told us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Well, that brings us right back. Even the spirit. No man could come unless his spirit draws him. How does that happen? The spirit, that measure that flows through us. That impacts them. Now watch this. Jesus, the light of the world, didn't come to condemn the world. He didn't come to condemn or to judge the world. That day's coming. That hour's coming. He came as a light to shine into darkness, which darkness comprehended not, which means didn't understand. They didn't believe that he was a Messiah. They didn't believe that he was the son of God. But to them that believe that he was the son of God, to them he gives powers to become what? The sons of God. And so you and I begin to walk in that light and in that same spirit. You become the spiritual epistles that causes conviction and hunger and thirst. That impacts our families, our loved ones. Why? Light. Thank God for the light. How many of you loves darkness? You know the only time I like darkness? It's when I'm asleep. Outside of that, you know, turn the lights on. We can stand. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Hopefully, some things have been said here. Uh, I know there's a lot I I didn't get to cover. I encourage you again, go back, read the lesson. A lot of scriptures, a lot of of territory that was covered. Amen. Because you know what? Walking in this light basically means walking by grace or growing in grace. Grace Now, I believe we have to be careful of that. There is a, there is a doctrine that came out this hadn't been too, too, too many years ago that uh, we can be saved by the amount of light that we walk in. That may be true after experiencing the foundation, but not until. OK? Because the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling with the Holy Ghost. We must be born again. If you're going to enter or see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And without that, you and I cannot be saved. We may do a horrible job. How we build upon the foundation. We may build out as materials that just, just burn up and won't have nothing to show for it. But if you and I just be willing to walk in the light, the true light, to be a reflection of that light, it's kind of like a mirror. The Word of God is a mirror unto us. As we read it and study it and open our hearts up unto it, it will reflect what's in the heart. It will reflect that which is good. Wholesome and healthy, but also reflect that that's not. But thank God for the word that'll help us to see that. That we can change and adjust. Our last week's lesson, we didn't get to, but I really like that part what they said about the editor. Got one's the author, but the editor comes back and he reads over it. Makes corrections and adjustments. I'm glad he's the author and the editor. The finisher. I want him to make the judgments in my life. The adjustments that I need for his kingdom. You know where that falls right back to? I will. How many likes it your way? Burger King. Have it your way. Can't do it at the house of God. We have to submit our will unto his will. That's not just getting the Holy Ghost. But how, how often from life's journey from there. Submitting our will to his will. His call. His election. His service. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Come back tonight. I feel like the Holy Ghost is going to speak to us. Move upon us. Help us. Amen. We're living in some very trying times. Some very uh, troubling times. And uh, you know what? Church is still the answer. God's still the answer. And he's going to see us through. And you know what? He wants to use you and I. Amen. To penetrate our community, our loved ones and friends and neighbors. To hold your heads up, look up. Amen. God's going to see us through. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.